0: Here's Ryman in the Morning, On Demand, from 1021 and 105.3, The Shark.
1: Happy 4th of July. Hope the fireworks are treating you and your fingers well. I thought this would be a fun episode to put out today because it's literally about discovering America and appreciating America. I had a gentleman by the name of Isaiah Glenn Shields on In the Early Days of in the Morning and he walked all the way from the farthest west point of Washington State all the way up to the furthest east point right here in New England, up in Maine. And he has a really amazing story that I think you'll enjoy in the car or at the barbecue if you're just trying to ignore everybody. Here he is. I am very excited to be joined by a special guest today. His name is Isaiah Glenn Shields, and he just completed an amazing journey where he literally walked across the United States, starting at one end of the country and wrapping up right here in New England. Isaiah, welcome to Rhinman in the Morning.
0: I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.
1: This is so cool, and and we've been following your story, and it's it's just a it's one of those feel good things we need. And so, let me ask you first, Isaiah, where are you from originally?
0: Uh, kind of all over. I was what they call a military brat, meaning one of my parents served in the uh, military. So my dad was in the Air Force. So my whole life growing up, we. Moved every few years, depending on where he was stationed in his, in his service.
1: And uh, where are you based these days? Where do you call home now?
0: So after I graduated from college, I went to college in Utah, and then I bought a house in that same little town. So right now I live in a little town in Utah called Provo.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I like Utah. I went out there. I spent some time, did some shows in Ogden, Utah. And I really had a good time out there. Everyone was really nice. Uh, so let's set the scene. It, I think it's the spring of twenty. 20- 21 if i'm correct right and that's right you'd recently graduated from college you had a really good job there in utah right what were you doing what was your job that's there right. in
0: utah i was in corporate finance yeah So i worked in financial analytics and budgeting and projections and costing and that kind of
1: stuff. gotcha so you might have been the person that says hey everybody slow it down on the nfts a little bit would you have been... <laughs>
0: could... I, uh, I was never really a big believer in NFTs, but that's yeah. just me. So, I don't, yeah. I
1: don't I'm think... more into tangible goods that actually
0: produce products.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah, it's not good to buy cartoons or, or, or thin air, so we could have used you. But uh, but then as, as I'm following your story, one day you just said, you know, this isn't for me. And so take me through when and why you decided to literally take your life in a different direction for a little while.
0: Well, as you can imagine, I mean, I do remember the specific incident, which I was just like, huh, I wonder if it'd be interesting if I just went walking for a really long time. But as you can imagine, it it sort of was a process of a few months I had only graduated just a few years earlier. I'd switched jobs a couple times trying to find the right fit and something that made me feel, you know, just at peace with my life and like I was doing something worth doing. And one day I logged into my computer and as I logged onto the screen, the background popped up and it was of some valley in Spain. And I spent the first hour just reading about it on Wikipedia and going through a black hole of Wikipedia links about the world and history and kings and, you know, everything.
1: And
0: after, after I like finally stopped, I was like, man, there's just way too much world, way too much history, way too much stuff that really truly fascinates me to come back and spend all this time in a place where I just constantly feel like there's not quite everything there that I want to make me you know, feel like I'm doing something with my life. And so I just had that thought of, what if I just went on a really long walk? And over the next couple of months, you know, sometimes you have ideas and they just fade away and you forgot that you had them. And sometimes you have ideas that make it so you can't sleep at night because they just excite you so much. Yeah, And it felt like I'd always really wanted to do something like that. Like my whole life I'd always dreamed of just finding myself in the middle of a jungle and just having to survive. And, you know, whatever the case may be, just really exploratorily minded. And I just felt like when I finally decided to go for it, I was finally surrendering to the honest part of myself that knew what I'd always wanted to do. And as I took those first final few steps down my street, it was a tremendous sense of relief. I knew it was going to be difficult, I knew it was going to be powerful, I knew it was going to be scary and uncomfortable, but I just felt like for the first time I was really being honest with myself about what I knew was going to make me happy.
1: Well, I mean, I have to ask the one obvious question is, you know, friends, family, loved ones, what was their reaction? Did you tell them or did they just kind of take off? You know?
0: I remember I started sort of like dropping hints because I wanted to gauge how crazy it was. You know, when you have an idea, you sort of look for feedback and validation that it's good or bad or whatever the case may be, but it was just so far out of left field. I mean, i lived a fairly traditionally safe and you know productive life. I'd graduated from school, I'd done really well there, I was getting good job offers, and I bought a house. And then it was sort of like doing all of that, making your parents feel like they had raised a productive and contributing member to the society, mm-hmm. and then walking home and telling them you wanted to I don't know, sell all your stuff, move to Iran and learn how to become a professional clown or something. Just something <laughs> yeah. that made no sense. <laughs> yeah. Why would anyone do that? But well, I they also had raised me, so they they knew my whole life growing up that I was pretty hard headed and when I had an idea that captivated me captivated me, it was gonna be really difficult to talk me out
1: of it. Well, I think it's interesting because it you know, it also kinda says something to homeowners that <laughs> you buy a house. A lot of people think, oh, I'm going to buy a house, but I hey, it sends a good message that sometimes you buy a house and you just say, you know what, it might be easier to just walk away from this place for a little while <laughs> instead of putting all the work into it. And, yeah, instead of going to Ikea, I'm just going to take a walk. But um, I'll say this before this, were you a big walker before you went and did this? Was that something you liked to do to kind of, for recreational activity, just go for walks? Kind of. I
0: mean, I was a big hiker and a big runner, so I would run marathons and I was always very... Um physically active. Mostly I, I would say I liked to be in motion. So whether that was riding a bike or hiking or, or running or walking, I just liked to observe and So while my body was moving. Although that's oddly specific, but I do know that that's stuff I would do just yeah. like after classes and after homework and after in, in moments of downtime, i would just leave and just peruse the town and wander back streets and try to find if I, see if I could get myself
1: lost effectively. That's pretty cool. So, all right, so what town did you start in? It was Washington State, right?
0: So the journey was to walk from Cape Alava, which is in Washington State. It's the westernmost point of our 48 continental United States, to the West Quad Head Lighthouse in Maine, which is the easternmost point of the continental United States. Yep. But I actually started from my driveway in Provo, and then I walked to that that spot in Washington State first. So then I turned around.
1: Oh, that took wow. about three
0: months and fifteen hundred miles, and then I turned around and started heading east.
1: Now I didn't know that. So you went, you started, you went from Utah to Washington, and then you went back.
0: Yeah, and then wow. I once I hit Montana, it was like about October. Yeah. So then I walked down to the Gulf of Mexico in Texas.
1: So this is October and twenty. I walked
0: over to Florida.
1: October twenty yeah, twenty one. Got it.
0: Wow, that's amazing. <clears throat> that's right.
1: What did you bring with I you? I Walked
0: up to Maine from Florida.
1: What did you bring with you on the on the trip?
0: Uh, the basics that you can think of, I mean, I didn't really put a lot of thought into it. I knew I would need a tent and a sleeping bag and, you know, like a few essentials, water and food. And uh, instead of trying to obsessively think about everything I would need, I just figured, like, I'll be in America. There's going to be Walmarts in most big towns. If I, I... if I walk and the rubber hits the road, that'll be the fastest way for me to learn what I actually need instead of thinking, like, oh, maybe I'll need this, maybe I'll need this, and overpacking.
1: You know, that's so I interesting. I really just left with
0: just very few things. And then the next day, I remember I called my brother because I was only you know 20 miles away. I'm like, hey, I forgot a pillow. I need more than one water bottle. I yeah. forgot a backpack. Like, <laughs> And so that was just how I did it. It was just an iterative process.
1: You know, that's so interesting because it's like we, we, there's such divisiveness in this country right now. And everyone says how everything's different. But it's like what I'm hearing from you is it's like in many ways kind of similar. Is that fair to say that you kind of found sort of the same things along the way a lot of the time?
0: Yeah, I mean, and this is sort of a thought train that goes pretty deep. But one of the things I realized is that, like, we look at other humans and we tend to notice how they're different from us first. And I think that's part of how we, like, evolved, literally, as a species, was to keep ourselves safe. And if you notice something that's similar, you understand it, then you don't have to be worried about it. But if it's different, then you have to figure out like, if that's a potential threat. So that's, like, literally the evolutionary process our brain went through. But as I walked through all these towns, I started to notice, like, yes, they work in mining here. They work in oil drilling here. This this town is all about logging, and this town is all about, like, fishing but like at the end of the day, they're all just trying to figure out a way to put bread on their table. They're trying to figure out a way to have like a sense of community they belong to. Everybody at their core, what defines them as a human is their sense of like belonging, their sense of feeling like love, their sense of feeling shame and fear and nervousness. And we all have that in common, whether you're a, a young 20-year-old, 28-year-old male uh, from Provo, Utah, or if you're a... You know, a Jamaican that I met in Pennsylvania who's got six kids and flies back to Jamaica every once in a while. Like, we are able to communicate and connect on that level because we both wanted to figure out how to live a life on Earth where we felt
1: happy. That's so amazing. Well, I mean, this all sounds good, but, I mean, like any journey, there had to be some ups and downs. So was there a point (laughs) during your walk when maybe you said to yourself, oh, no, Isaiah, what have I gotten myself into?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that happened probably – Maybe half a dozen to a dozen times of varying severities. Okay, but there was one or two times where I like was on the phone with my family members, being like, uh, "Don't do it right now." But if you get ready to come get me, because I think I might be done.
1: Really, and, and what, what was... think that
0: happened once in Oregon, once in Georgia, once in Mississippi—maybe a varying
1: degree of severity. But... What? What made you keep going? Um. <clears throat> You know, one of the
0: things I learned about myself when you have so much time to sort of reflect and look at your own thought process and look at how you operate and how you tick is that I noticed, you know, your own emotional patterns. Like every human goes through ups and downs and not always is that reflective of what you're experiencing. Sometimes you wake up in the morning and you just feel awful and you're you're uninspired, you're unenthusiastic, and there's just no real rhyme or reason to why that happened. Yeah. And so what I noticed is, like, every time that happened, it would be gone in two or three days, and the passion and the enthusiasm and the, the feeling of being so alive would be back within yeah. three days or so. And so I was like, you know what, I'll just give it two days. I've, I've put a lot into this, and if I don't want to be doing this anymore within, you know, three or four days or maybe a week, then I'll call it off. But other than that, I just want to see if I have a natural emotional cycle that just takes me out of this. And that's what happened every time.
1: Well, let me ask you that. I mean, like you know, in addition to ups and downs, probably some humorous moments along the way. Were there any things that you look back on and just kind of make you laugh? Just kind of a funny story that you're like, that can only happen if you're walking across the country.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's it's hard to select just a few moments just because there's so so many of them. But like, I remember one thing that was just hilarious to me. I was in Connecticut, and it was getting pretty cold by that point. It was was October or so, and I was walking down these these back roads in Connecticut, and it was like the most picturesque fall day I could imagine, and uh, I was like, man, Connecticut, I was writing a post on Facebook, and I was showing these pretty pictures I'd taken, I was like, Connecticut is beautiful, it's the perfect fall season, I love the fact that I'm walking and seeing these back roads and seeing how the towns connect, and then at the end of the post, I was like, I swear I'm having the perfect day. The only thing that's missing is a warm apple cinnamon sugar donut and a hot chocolate. And then I just kept walking down this trail. And the trail intersected with a road. Like maybe three minutes later, a car pulled over and braked really fast, hopped out of the car. And they were like, hey, we follow you on Facebook. And oh. we we're literally just coming back from a farm where we bought some warm, ha, ha, like apple sugar, apple cinnamon sugar donuts, and some hot chocolate. Would you like some? Oh
1: my god!
0: And so it was like I made a wish into the universe, and it was granted. Literally, maybe like 180 seconds later, like a couple who didn't go that didn't go buy it to give it to me. Yeah, they just happened to have it. Happened to have been buying that. Happened to drive right past me. Happened to follow me on Facebook, and then pulled over as they saw me like three minutes later
1: that is amazing. So funny dude i'm gonna start trying that i'm just gonna go on facebook today and be like yeah you know what i want uh yeah i want free tickets to an aerosmith concert and i'd love celtic season tickets too and i'm just gonna go walk That's to the right. end of a trail and see if anyone i, I don't know if they would it's work out my way over. Well, well you got to new england and uh what had you been to new england before did you have experience here in the region
0: Some, yeah. So as I mentioned, my dad served in the Air Force. Yep. And from 2005 to 2009, we lived in a small town outside of Boston called Hudson. Sure. In Massachusetts. Yeah. So yeah, I lived there for four years, but um, we moved away in 2009, and I hadn't been back there since. So when I was walking through Massachusetts, I actually stopped by my old house and recreated some old photos.
1: Oh, that's amazing. And the family, everyone inside was cool with it? They just let you do it?
0: I tried ringing the doorbell, so I didn't go inside. I just created oh. like one or two outside.
1: I thought you were gonna because... say. I thought you were. Saying, I tried ringing the doorbell. Nobody answered, so I just went in and <laughs> I say, no. "Okay, Isaiah, it's we have to far. wrap things up." But no, you stayed outside. You took that's really cool. <laughs> Did you see any of your old yeah, friends? That, anyone that you knew from from Hudson back in those days?
0: Yeah, so I had a few people that had been following me on Facebook, hadn't seen them in forever, but I met up with old friends in Pennsylvania in Massachusetts, in New Hampshire, just that had moved, you know, only a few miles away, or whatever the case may be. And I got to see him for the first time since we were 14 or 15.
1: That's amazing. And
0: now I'm 29. It's pretty oh, cool. funny story about the house. Um, so many people had been following my journey, and, like, it started, the, the story just started to spread in whatever municipality that I was in. That when I recreated the photo, apparently a bunch of people that were following on Facebook knew the family that lived there now. And they messaged them I was like, oh, cool, look, your house is you know, being featured on this page or whatever. Right. And so they reached out, and they're like, oh, we're so sorry we weren't there. Like, if you ever come back through the area, you can uh, come on in.
1: That's that's so cool. So, you, you, you finished your journey in Maine, and what town did you finish up in again?
0: It's called Lubeck. It's the easternmost municipality in the United States.
1: Lubeck. Okay. And so, how were you greeted when you got there? Were there people waiting for you, or was it kind of, did you just kind of sneak into town?
0: No, it was It was pretty wild, actually. So, I mean, Maine turned out to be one of the most receptive places I've ever been. Yeah. For maybe, like, five or six towns, maybe as much as ten, before I reached Lubeck. Like, they started putting my name on all the restaurant signs, like, Welcome to Machias, Isaiah, or the schools, like the high school would write my name on their little digital signboard, like, Welcome back to class. Also, Isaiah, congratulations. Welcome to Maine. We're so proud of you. I love that. so it just started really spreading. And so when I got to Lubeck, they had it on like their little town board as you welcome, as you enter the sign. i had announced when I was planning on finishing November 13th at sunrise, and it was written there on the board. And so like the whole town, it felt like showed up, maybe not the whole town, but there was a hundred or so people there with signs and billboards and a fire truck came out and they let me go up into the lighthouse into like the little observatory where the actual beacon is. And it was a pretty cool
1: experience. That's amazing. Now, Obviously, there were some comparisons drawn, including by yours truly, uh, between your story, you know where I'm going with this, between your story and that of one Forrest Gump, played by Tom Hanks, who in the 1994 film ran all the way to Maine in that movie. But my question to you is, how did walking make it different? And. Uh, how do you think that may have changed your experience from some of these people who have run across the country, you know, like Forrest did?
0: Uh, yeah, it is a pretty accurate comparison, honestly, because I think the motivations were similar. I think at one point the character played by Tom Hanks says, for no particular reason, I just started running. Yeah. It just was an enjoyable experience, so I kept going. And that was pretty much where I was at, too. The only difference that I cheekily say is that uh, Tom Hanks was a fix was a- Forrest Gump is a fictional character, and Tom Hanks maybe ran 20 miles for those scenes, whereas I actually walked all 8,600 of them.
1: Yeah, there you go. But,
0: um, which is, is just being tongue-in-cheek. But I think the biggest difference is there was occasionally where I would jog just because I was trying to get to a restaurant before it closed, or like a McDonald's or something, because I hadn't eaten like a cooked meal in three or four days. And I I noticed a a difference between running and walking. And I'm not saying one's better than the other, but I do think that you have the greater potential to notice little things, to stop on a dime when you're um, walking because you see a great shot or you notice something or you read a sign, and it's not a very big commitment to stop movement. Whereas if you're running, if you're biking, or if you're driving, you see something interesting, and by the time you go, huh, maybe I should go look at that, you're already, you know, far enough away that it'd be sort of a, a commitment to go back and look at it. Whereas walking that's never the case. You can always stop. And you can always stop and talk to people. People can approach you. You get to meet a lot more people. You get to notice a lot more details. You get to appreciate a lot more beauty in my opinion. And that's why I tried pretty hard to, to never run and to never walk at night if I could avoid it. Yeah. Because I felt like I was missing things.
1: Wow, that's a that's an that's an amazing point. Now, you mentioned uh people following you on Facebook and social media. Where can we find you on Facebook, Instagram, things like that?
0: My biggest platform is on Facebook and it's just my name, Isaiah Glenn Shields. Okay. I also do have an Instagram, it's IG Shields two seven, and then I make YouTube videos on a channel on YouTube called you do you, like yep. the expression. And those are my big three right there.
1: That's awesome. And 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 so people can go back and take a look at this amazing journey. So the last question I have for you, Isaiah, the holidays are, are right around the corner. You just walked across the country on foot. Are you maybe the one person on earth who would actually be happy to get socks for Christmas this year?
0: <laughs> I'll tell you what, the socks are a critical component of walking. Yeah, so if they got me the good stuff, they knew they would know I would appreciate that for sure.
1: Maybe throw in a bicycle too, right?
0: Uh, maybe. You know, I don't know. I'm pretty partial to walking. I All like right. that slow pace
1: um isaiah i can't thank you enough for joining me again uh, it's isaiah Glenn Shields, and uh it's you do you on youtube right that's right yeah and just some fantastic stuff and um isaiah thank you so much for such an inspirational story and uh let us know if you need anything and if you're back in the area and uh we'll catch up but congratulations on your journey and um i hope you have a good uh rest of 2022 get some rest
0: i appreciate it i think i'm uh i think i'm almost ready to get back out there do the next thing
1: what it, what might that be do you have an idea yet
0: i have lots of ideas so i think the everybody else will find out pretty shortly after i find out because i haven't quite decided but i just know i need to keep moving my body is happiest when it's in motion as is my mind so amen. being still at home is just not a, a recipe that's
1: working out for me long term amen well i look forward to it thank you isaiah and next time you're out and if you're back in the area let's talk again